1: Welcome to Light, everybody. So glad you could join us tonight and spend some time with us. I promise this evening is a special one. At least it is to me, and I'm pretty sure it will be to to all of you as well. I want to first thank Ken Quiet Hawk for his amazing introduction. As always, um, I I feel that 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 his work is is work that needs to be remembered and and recognized and experienced you can find him at nativestorytellers.com the the native americans the first people whatever term is most appropriate for them at the moment and i never know which to grab onto um, had had a way of preserving their history and their spirituality and sharing it with generation after generation after generation and ken quiet hawk and his wife continue to do that so Please take some time. Go to nativestorytellers.com and check out all of the material they have there. It truly is amazing. And, you know, sometimes uh, you use their stories in place of bedtime stories. Uh, Certainly they're happier than the grim fairy tales for sure. And help your children understand that there is a natural spiritual element to our history that, that they haven't been taught and they should be. So I'll get off that soapbox. Um, and, and also, if you enjoy tonight's show, as the other shows that we do, please um, go to go to YouTube and uh, subscribe to our channel. Mark and I are trying very hard to sort of build our following, and we would love to have you as part of our following. So today, tonight's show is, is very special for me because this is a lady that I, I admire greatly and um, am always... Enlightened and thrilled to be able to talk with her about her work, Dina Miriam is the founder and convener of the Global Peace Initiative of Women, bringing spiritual resources to address critical global challenges, such as conflict, social justice, and ecological scarring of the earth. Over the years, she has worked to bring greater gender balance and balance between the Abrahamic and the Dharmic-based religions, religious traditions for a more inclusive interfaith movement. In 2004, she received the Niwano Peace Prize for her interfaith peace efforts. She is the author of one of my most favorite books, My Journey Through Time, a spiritual and memoir of life, death, and rebirth. And if you have not read this book, please put it on your list. She she takes you on a journey through seven incarnations of her spirit, and she doesn't tell a story. She lives it with you. It is the most amazing experience ever, and each lifetime as get, you get to the end, you don't want her to die again, but you know there's something next coming. But um, <clears throat> it was a book that I, I highly recommend. I've read more than once, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, now, just published is The Untold Story of Sita, an empowering tale of our time. We're going to be talking about this book tonight, and again, I encourage you to read this story and and become enlightened to another level, to another degree. The Untold Story of Sita replaces the traditional narrative of Sita's life, as told in the Ramayana, with Sita as she truly is, an incarnation of the great Deva Narayani. Sita becomes comes to earth to join Sri Ram in, settling, in setting the foundation for a new civilization at a time when humans are becoming separate from the natural world. She seeks to embed a great love for forests and rivers, plant and animal life, in the hearts and minds of the people and to share the high spiritual accomplishments of the great women, rishis and sages, many of whom you meet along Sita's journey. This is a story of a woman's wisdom, courage, and strength, her love for the manifest and unmanifest worlds, and her selfless sacrifices for the welfare of all. So step into Sita's time and see what life was like during a more spiritually, more advanced age, when there was an understanding of Dharma, not just as a duty, but as an alignment with the higher forces of love that make possible the preservation of our world. It's a story that took place thousands and thousands of years ago, and what's so amazing is it applies to today as well. And so that's what that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So welcome to the show, Dina. I'm so thrilled that we we get to talk again. Well, thank you, Barbara. That was a um, a wonderful introduction.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you laid laid out many of the uh, themes that I hope we can touch upon
1: tonight. I think that that the stories that you tell, the, the I mean, not stories really, the experiences that you relate to people through your books um, are a reminder of, first of all, other times. But I, I think one of the one of the most exciting parts of this book, especially, is that it is the, it, it is the reminding of a cycle that That humanity has gone through before and and we 're going through it yes.
2: again. I, exactly i mean every we're, we're, at, we're at a stage now where we have to make an evolutionary leap, and we're transitioning from uh, a, a certain kind of uh, a civilization that's that's actually just not working anymore and and not suitable for a higher consciousness into a, a into a new type. Of society that's that's more awakened, and the transition is painful, and, and we don't we don't see exactly where we're going, what's coming next. And looking back into Cetus time, it was it was a um, a similar kind of transition. They were moving from a um, a forest society into an agricultural society, which was a, a big shift. For the human species, actually, to form towns and cities and organize society, institutions, um, migrations, movements of people, it was a huge, huge shift from what from what existed before. Um, but there was also a, um, a forgetting, a forgetting of the of the um, relationship with the deities, of the of the aliveness of the whole natural world, and so at the same time you had this. Uh, beginning of a material civilization, you had a separation and a loss from of spiritual knowledge so now uh, we 're standing at a, at a, another uh, juncture and we have to you know decide uh, are we going to make the leap <laughs> or are we going <laughs> to uh, be able to shift our society uh, in
1: in ways that will help us thri- survive and thrive? Well, I think one of the the, um, the the important things about this journey is that it it takes place. You, you know, the Bible stuff goes back before the flood and stuff like that, and and you you have a Christian Christian stories that that are very different from the beginning of of life as we know it, and. This story is just—it resonates so so much more to me that you know the 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 archaeologists and and all of those those scientists you know talk about how there were hunter gatherers and there were Neanderthals and stuff like that. But the reality is, and I have always believed that, that that there was an amazing culture here on this planet that was so much more evolved and, and they, they weren't, they weren't, you know, cave people with their knuckles, dra- you know, dragging on the ground.
2: Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's, uh,
2: it's, this there's just a lack of um, archaeo- archaeological evidence. And so they make assumptions. Um, uh-huh. You know, in time, things are destroyed. There are earthquakes, there are, you know, um, tsunamis, things get destroyed and, and you know life just continues time just continues marching on, and so we don't have a lot of of material evidence, but the evidence is kept in the narratives mm-hmm. i mean the the narratives it's the it's the library of the human race um these stories you talked a little you talked a bit about how the Native Americans kept their stories alive through an oral tradition. It was the same mm-hmm. thing in India. I mean I was saying to somebody the other day that they didn't need writing. Because the the mental capacity was such the Vedas were, were an oral tradition for thousands of years. they were tombs and tombs and and people recited them orally. they didn't need to be written down for, for a long time until people lost that ability to uh, to recite them to to memorize them. but there was so much that was transmitted just through the oral tradition in this uh-huh. higher
1: higher age. I think you see this same type of a, of a of a cycle, not to this extreme, but with the, um, the Druids, uh, the Druids in, in, um, European history, they would, they would take those that had excessive memories, you know, children that that demonstrated they had, you know, better memories and they would teach them the plants. And, you know, this was before written history. And so it was those with the, the minds that were able to remember and, and, um, Repeat and the healing aspects and the healing plants and and the the medical um, abilities of them you know before written history w- were amazing and and then when when the um, when the Romans came in they brought written language and so you didn't need to have that memory anymore but but because because we have all evolved through time, because we are eternal spirits on a, on a human journey, so to speak, isn't that memory embedded within our DNA to some point? Because maybe that's why your story resonates so deeply to me—that it, it is something that I—I don't—I'm not just entertained by it, but I remember it. Exactly. No, I think it is—it is—it is retained. Um, just like the
2: memories of our previous births um they're they're in our they're in our um uh, uh our kind of mind body somewhere but not in in our awake consciousness because it would be it would be too overwhelming to remember everything oh, yeah. but but I think that there are there are moments when things come up it's like you know, when when you need some information, it comes forth. <laughs> you know how you recognize a person, or um, uh-huh. you 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 remember a certain uh, you know uh, uh, something. But I think that um, certainly these eight, and and there are in all the traditions. I mean, the Garden of Eden story, in my mind, is a memory of this higher age, where you didn't have to sow the land because everything was plentiful. There was food everywhere. Uh-huh. There were wild grains, there were wild vegetables, wild roots. Everything was just plentiful in the forest. And so you didn't need to, to cultivate the soil. Um, there was a, a, a harmony within the natural world. So I think all cultures have this memory of a time when, when there was a much greater harmony and where the human being was just integrated into the natural world and everything we needed was there.
1: I think the then, other thing that that, yeah. that really that really resonates to me, you know, I'm I'm an animal person, um, so that I really believe that the plants and animals communicate with us. It's just that sometimes you don't take the time to listen and to know. Yeah, well, that and, was that
2: was very present in the Cita book. Um mm-hmm. and, and I mean and as I was as I was writing this I was really back in time experiencing it. So I was just I, I consider myself to be a scribe. I was just recording what I was seeing, what I was experiencing. Um, but I saw that that, that Sita knew all the plants, she knew what their qualities were, she knew what their their what they could um, address within the human body uh, and in, in, it wasn 't just the medicines, it was food that people ate. And there were certain herbs that helped with certain qualities that you needed if you know, you needed um, to rebalance certain parts of your body. there were foods that would address the, those issues and then in the animals there was telepathy, there was an uh-huh. exchange of, of visual images, so it wasn 't necessarily in words but it was through images. That humans and animals could communicate
1: well, pictures, you know. Yeah, it, it, that's something that that anyone who is an animal communicator today, you know, the dog whispers and the horse whispers and everybody yeah. who whispers to their pets um, understands that they they don't communicate in words, but they do communicate in pictures. And right. It, you know it's it's really it's it's a, it's a member it's a matter of of getting into that alpha alpha state of fate because that's where they that's where they live and and you know just sending the picture and and um you you get information it's just it's so phenomenal and this book is it, it was you know i i can't remember how many thousands of years ago but but it it takes you back before um the last ice age so, and that was about ten thousand years ago. So, yeah, um, it it takes you back to a time, and and of course the the ice age, you know, was a very lengthy, you know, time and season. It, it, it was a gradual, you know, <laughs> the glaciers began
2: to melt. Um, I mean, that's that's the flood that everybody remembers. As uh-huh. the, when the with the melting of the with the melting of the uh, glaciers uh, over a period of time, I don't know, it could have been a thousand years. I don't know. The oceans rose four hundred feet. Mm-hmm. So, you know the land bridge that connected North America and Russia through which the Native American people came that was all submerged with the melting of the ice, and many land masses were were submerged um that was probably the time that uh, atlantis went under so um it was a yeah we we've experienced
1: this climate change before <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what that's what so many people. Don't realize, although it is it is coming more and more and more into public record, if you will. Astrologers talk about the progression of the equinox as being a 26,000 year cycle. Um, in, in your book, you're talking about a 23,000 year cycle. I, I was the 23. Twenty four. Twenty four thousand. So yeah. I, they both, to me, seem to be about the same thing, as yes, far as consciousness so and understanding and and going from the material to the spiritual and, and back and forth. And this this is, you know, people say it, it, there's climate change and stuff like that. Well, yeah, it is. But, you know, we're not going through anything that we haven't gone through before. It's just been thousands I think what's of diff- years. What's, 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 what's um, tragic
2: now mm-hmm. is the, is the um, desecration and pollution of the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's what we've done to the soils, it's what we've done to the ocean. It's the 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 fact that we've so separated ourselves from the natural world that we don't think of the natural world as being alive. We don't think of rivers as being consciousness. We just think of it as garb- a place you can just put your garbage. You can just put your sewage into it. And so, to me, that's, that's the tragedy of we've kind of, um, in this long process of separating ourselves from nature... Which began, you know, after Sita's time, we've reached kind of the pinnacle now. We're so, we're so separate that we just regard everything else as objects that we can abuse and, you know, and do do as we please, without realizing that that
1: in hurting in hurting that we're hurting ourselves. We're not separate from it. <laughs> I know, and and you know, it it, it gets to the point where. Um, there, a long many years ago, and I can't remember, they all seemed to flow together. So many years ago, there was a new book, and that's in quotes. You can't see me going quotes in the air, but that's air quotes, to a new process called earthing. And mm-hmm. I laughed yeah. when I read it because they were talking yeah. about this is a new thing we've just discovered that if you take off your shoes and if you walk on the earth and you do it long <laughs> enough, your heartbeat will resonate with the heartbeat of the earth. And, and you have to remember that, you know, um, the Indians didn't have arthritis and stuff like that because they were more apart and and in in harmony with the earth. And I'm thinking, you're saying you think this is new? I mean...
2: Yes, yes, I know yes. it's 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 very bizarre. <laughs> it's very bizarre that we've come to the place that we now have to rediscover our connection to the earth and mm-hmm. and in in the earlier times, and I think this is true in all cultures, not only was there an understanding of the of the deep connection, but there was a love there was a kind of like a love exchange um you mm-hmm. know there was a love for the forest, a love for the earth, the soil, the rivers and And that's I think, what we have to we awaken in ourselves. you know we, we, we have to awa- awaken um, that sense of awe and love for all that is and to me, the story of, of Sita and Ram is really a story about love, mm-hmm. um, love for the natural world, but love for humanity uh, love love you know the the basis of their life was love and you know and as I, we counted in my First book The Journey Through Time. What we take with us after we leave this body is the love
1: relationships, you know, we carry those with us and they come back. Well, I think the other thing that is so, so very obvious in, in, in the entire book is that there, there has to be a balance between the male and the female energy, it isn't just one or the other, it's, it's you know, there with the balance comes a harmony that, that is magical. I actually
2: like that word balance a lot. I I, I use it, you know, I I use it a lot now because um, our society is so out of balance and everything is so connected. The the Uh imbalance ecological, it was connected to the gender imbalance. But uh, during Sita's time, it was a pre-patriarchal time. And Uh so um, from early on, she was given uh, access to the women rishis and given uh, all the spiritual education um, that that uh, any any uh, man would have, and then along her journey she met many of the women sages, who had extraordinary powers. Because it was a time when there were the sages were many of them. There were many sages on on Earth, um, living in you know simple places in the forest, uh, trying to um, maintain the spiritual knowledge that had been given from earlier times. And through, through teaching students and through teaching them the 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 the, the um, sacred spiritual knowledge, and so there were many women who played a very important role at that time, and in the course of of uh, history, those women have been either forgotten or downgraded, and subsequently just called the wife of the wife of the great mm-hmm. sage, instead of being recognized as a sage in her own right. And so I I try to to recall, um, there are many many stories that are that are in the tr- Indian tradition, that I I I tell in a, in a different light, kind of um, freeing them from the patriarchal overlay that came in a later
1: time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that you know we're we're at one of those times still, you know, with 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 it's more male domination than it is female. Although although women are are coming more and more into their own and being recognized for the power that they have. I think one of the other things that you, you brought out here in, in the book that that um I was fascinated by and I saw an absolute correlation to the times now is that um at at, at some point the was it the sages that had the power to curse um someone yeah. and and it it, 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 it devastated not one generation, but seven or six or however yes. many it was. Yes. And yes. and I I I saw that as a very powerful destructive force, and I equate it with our with our atomic energy now, that that it is it is so powerful that it 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 destroys things for many generations. So that it, it, in in yes. some way it, it was the exact same thing. Well in each age it manifests slightly differently but at that time
2: it was the power of the word the power of sound the power of mantras mantras were very powerful they were used as weapons um and you could you could just you could you could incinerate someone through the power of of a mantra literally mm-hmm. incinerate them there there was so much force in that and um, in, in earlier times, the sages knew how to use these powers to maintain the balance of society. But as time came on, they got swayed by their emotions, and their anger would overtake them, and they would misuse this power. And so one of Sita's objectives was to end that phenomenon. And Ram's purpose was to set up these institutions of justice that could then determine uh, w- what what kind of punishment should be given for misdeeds um but the power of the curse was like a like an atomic weapon because it couldn 't be retracted once it was out there it could not be retracted and they uh, and they were very destructive energies that were released um because these sages had gr- had great um mental force and so well, and
1: um it went you know it was it was was a curse for a certain period of time or or is it, was that determined by the person who was throwing the curse It was determined by the person throwing the curse okay. I mean you know it
2: could be you know you know a, a curse on someone for five generations um, because of some misdeed that they did, and you mm-hmm. know it, it could have been i mean it, think about there were no institutions of justice there were no uh, um, legal systems. <laughs> Uh-huh. At, at that time, so so the ones to keep people in line. Although what I saw when I when I felt myself back in that time is that, generally speaking, society was much more balanced and harmonious, uh-huh. um, and the 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 rulers of the time um, had a tremendous sense of of duty and obligation to 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 the well-being of the of their kingdom and the community. So it wasn't for their own power or wealth; it was really to provide for the for the people, to provide for their needs, whatever the needs were, you know, food and 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 um, um, you know, uh, good places to live, and um, to keep the balance of the seasons, the rains, and all that. And so there were mantras for the rains, and 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 um, mantras to ward off illnesses, all kinds of things. But it was much more balanced, but there were no, you know, if 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 somebody um, uh, uh, sexually harassed you, you you couldn't go to who were you going to go talk to? So the sages, you know, their curses were, were people feared them because they mm-hmm. w- if you if you misbehaved, <laughs> and a sage <laughs> found out about it, he would curse you, and that was a very serious matter. But um, you know, one of Rom's. Uh, uh, Roles in in establishing this new civilization was to set up the institutions of justice uh, that would be uh, out of the hands of the sages, but that would be the people themselves would decide what, what was appropriate punishment.
1: Yeah, you know, they didn't seem to want to be separated that way. They kind of it appeared to to really rather enjoy that there was you know a maharaja above everything that made that made you know decisions and and to set up those institutions where where you know the different levels govern the different levels was was really fascinating to watch i think also yeah. um one thing in reading your book and and i'm going to have to go back and read it again because I, I i i kept saying as i went through it oh that's cool i should write that down and then of course i didn't but by the time i figured out what was happening you know i was i was almost done with the book but you have sprinkled throughout the book some of, of the most profound statements that that um, that, is re- that, that, that really resonated with, with me. And the one that I did write down was, knowledge without love is not wisdom. And right, yes. It, it, you know, it, it, I, now, I don't know if these came from you or through you or through if me. they are. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> came through me. I heard these things coming through. I mean,
2: I, I, I you know, um, I experienced the book as if it was a past life recall, as if I was the servant. The story is told through the eyes of a servant in Sita's household in the kingdom, and I experienced myself as that servant. And then later, I said to myself, "Well, you know, I, I don't know if this is true." You know, in my first book, I had very concrete um, uh, kind of evidence of my previous birth, but didn't go back that far in time. And so then I thought to myself, well, maybe I'm channeling that servant, because it was definitely that kind of channeling experience where mm-hmm. I was just the scribe. I was hearing these things and seeing these things. And then I said to myself, well, you know, how am I to know, number one, and does it really matter? Here I am in the in the presence of Sita, this, this great being who's um, still very present in the world. Of, you know, she's uh, you mentioned that she was she was an incarnation of a great Devi goddess. Yes. And um, uh, she, she, these divine beings don't disappear. You know, there is such an intense love for hum, not just humans, but for all of Earth and creation that they continue to guide even when they're not physically present on the Earth. So she came down at a particular time to achieve a certain mission. But she, she over the millennia, and we're talking—there's no exact date for this—about five thousand, maybe between five and seven thousand years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And there's archaeological evidence that, that shows that this story is that these were historical figures. Um, but but um, she has been beloved to this day by by all Hindus, by all people in India. She and Ram—I mean—they're beloved figures. So the the power of a being to be so remembered and so cherished for so many millennia is quite astounding. And my experience of her was as a pure being of love, just a pure being of love, who's very present. I've I've felt for quite some time that the the divine feminine presence is very strong in the world now Mm -hmm. uh, because it's so needed, because um, we've gotten so away from this from seeing love as the foundation of everything. And that's what's going to ensure our survival. You know, if we come back to that understanding that love is the foundation of the universe and, and the foundation of life. Oh,
1: and so we have right. to align ourselves with that, with that again. Well, I think several times um, during the story, um, she does talk about going to other worlds to other places, to other universes. She, she yes. looks at the stars and she flows with them. And, and of course, um, those who um, uh, understand a, a spirit is, is formless and, and does not have the same restrictions that a human body does, that, 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 is, that is where our spirit goes. And, and I, I just think it was such a spiritual story but there was a deeper spirituality to it to it as you were telling it and, and it was sort of like look at all these different levels that she's hitting. The the yeah. you know the yeah. Yeah. the I, I at one point um she was looking for a plant and couldn't find it and then and then you know, somebody came to I don't think it was Sita, I think it was um her companion So Soma.
3: And yeah. so, uh,
1: yeah. somebody somebody came looking for a certain plant and and they and and it was needed greatly and um the plant no longer existed and and they they were they were told of another plant that was a new plant that would be able to replace it so that even though right. you know it was right. it, it, the plants told them i mean the river told yeah. them and
2: right. uh, you know these everything with everything <laughs> yeah everything communicated with everything and and one plant was dying out, but a new species was arising that would be more potent and address the needs that they had and so you know the natural world communicated all this to her, and that's the way it was that's really uh-huh. the way it was. I mean, think how far we've come from that now and and as a result of having come so far from that, look at the state of our world so so you know, it's just we
1: have to remember that that way of being existed and can exist again. It, it, it is a shame because with, with time and with evolution and with technology, we have become so separate from nature that, that we have lost that connection and that insight and that wisdom. And without that connection, um, we are cut off. Um, yeah, and, and I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not saying everybody has to go out and, you know, live in a hut someplace and and eat grass, but there is there is a part of our society that no longer really pays attention to the beauty of the earth or the sky, and it, it uh, I I have I have spent hours and hours and hours watching the stars. And they tell stories if you listen to them. And Absolutely, and actually, scientifically,
2: they they know that that all have, all bodies, uh, heavenly bodies, make sounds that we can't mm-hmm. hear simply because our, our ears can't pick up, um, can't can't pick up that range. So I I was reading something, a scientific study some years ago, no, maybe six months ago, about a new solar system that they found that had um, the smallest star, and there were seven planets. They were closer to that star, and they picked up the sounds, and it it was a beautiful, harmonious sound that these planets made as they moved around the star, their sun. And the human ear couldn't pick this up, and I thought to myself, well, that must be true of everything. Mm-hmm. Every, every,
1: you know, the moon must make, must, must sing, and we can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, that would. But you know something? I I think that it, it's up to the individual to put themselves in that space, that that energy, to be able to listen and to really listen. And you know, there's there's yes, so much. I agree
2: with, you. and even just to connect with. I mean. Most most people can't even see the sky, can't see the stars, but we can see the moon. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, how, how many of us actually go out every night to to just be with the moon and just to acknowledge <laughs> the moon, which has such an impact on our lives, the moon, you know, on all, all the, the water in our body, not just the water in the seas, but the water in our body. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, i I learned so much in the writing of this book uh because, as I said, I was just hearing it and seeing it, and I was getting so many teachings myself and it it really uh, made me much more conscious of these things that we're
1: talking about now and and you know it just to me it it was um well you know I, I am not familiar with with the devas and the Vedas and, and everything, as as I should be, um, <clears throat> to a degree I am, but not to this level, and and it was it was enchanting to um, to travel through time with this book because it does put you in a place where you 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 have to say okay, I can see that, I can feel that, and look how far we've come and isn't it a shame that technology is so advanced that we have let go of our connection to the earth and nature itself and um, yeah. You know, yeah, you kind of want to get back to it, you kind of want to go to, to a botanical gardens and just step into a rainforest for a period of time and, and when you see what we're doing to the planet um, how we are destroying our forests how we are destroying the earth itself and not even paying attention to rotate things. How we um and and the other thing that I that I was so fascinated by it was okay to 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 sacrifice animals for food but at one point they became they began to do it for pleasure and do it for sport. Which is right. you know, right. horrifying. Right. A- and yeah. and um <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm not really um, thrilled with what we're doing, and with with raising, I I have trouble raising an animal to eat. That that just doesn't feel right to me. And, and I agree. You know, I get,
2: <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, so I haven't eaten meat. But but I think there was a time when you you took from the forest what you needed, but no more. And that was that was a mm-hmm. law. That was a spiritual law. That you well, it but, was it was like in 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 you know it, people knew that. Because they uh-huh. knew that that um there was no need to take more than you would need, I mean, there was no purpose in doing that and and they knew that that to keep the balance they had that was the way to live. But then there came a time when uh people wanted to capture animals and people wanted to kill them for sport and and that was the beginning of this imbalance and this um this kind of hardening. Of, of of that the connect the connection uh with the natural world
1: well you know, the native american the connection used to ask permission before they killed an right. animal and yeah. then and then they blessed the spirit you know and you know thanked them for their for their skin and for their bones and for their antlers and for their food and for you know all of the aspects of them that they they then welcomed into their own energetic field um can you see us doing it in the grocery store now? I mean, you know, it's just it <laughs> yeah. it, it boggles the mind, but but there's yeah. a reason for you to have written this book now. Yes. Um well, what yes. was there's, what a re, there's a reason and and
2: I think that there 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 were three I mean there were many many threads, but there were three main threads that came through for me. One is the ecological story. Um mm-hmm. the going back to a time when there was balance, and then when it was kind of like innate in the human being to be part of that and to maintain the balance. So it's it's going back to see that time and to and to realize we've got to now just you know turn the ship. <laughs> we've got to just <laughs> turn the ship and and awaken that consciousness in us. That that was one theme that was very strong. The other theme that was very strong is realizing that this gender imbalance was not always there. That there was a time. When there was deep appreciation of the of the um, the feminine wisdom, and uh, and an honoring of the feminine wisdom, both in the women sages and teachers, and in the women the female deities, the the the, the role of the the female uh, divine energy, um, and so to remember that 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 was part of what kept society in balance. So so in order to rebalance our society, to come again into that and. And I, and I see now, I mean, there's so much, um, you know, it seems like everything is too much one way or too much another way. So, you know, in, in, in trying to rebalance the, the danger of, 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 just of, of um, harming the, the, the masculine energy or of not honoring the higher masculine energy. And one of the things I saw in the figure of Ram is what this higher masculine energy looks like. You know, which was a very beautiful very um very um supportive and uh honoring energy honoring of the female, so it was going back to that to see what that gender balance was like and the third thing is that we've really forgotten in our society is is the um is the importance of love i mean it's not just the importance of love is that that is the foundation of everything you can't have a balanced society without without love we -hmm. can't heal the earth without love for the earth we can't heal humanity without opening our hearts and and feeling that love and um and you know the sense of justice that comes from love it's wanting to is wanting to rebalance things so i think it's very appropriate a very appropriate story for our time to help us see the direction that we need to go in
1: yeah i I totally agree i i think that we are, we are, um, you know. One only has to listen, <clears throat> if one is brave enough, to some of the news news stories that are that are, you know, out there, and to see that that the element of love is not present. Um It's, right. it's power. It's power struggles, both on the male and the female side. It's not just one both. or the other. Oh no, and, it's ha- and that's yeah. It's it's both, it's,
2: it's, it's, and that's and that's not gonna that's not gonna lead to a to uh, an equilibrium to, to a harmony, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean that's gonna lead to um, to further polarization and separation, which is what we want to uh, overcome. I mean well, our society is very you know, polarized now in so many different ways, and we have to bring bring it back into a into a unity.
1: And, and, you know, how does one do that? Well, putting a book like this out there so that people can read it and start to recognize the fact that, that, that at this moment in time we are out of balance. And, but, but I think the, the, one of the coolest parts of all of this is that, you know, while we are totally out of balance, we're not out of hope. And the exactly.
2: Yes, <laughs> and and uh, I actually think young people in particular um, uh, are are motivated now. I see a lot of energy in young people. Um, uh, I mean, I think that they they don't have the experience to maybe to to, to understand, um, you know, how how to rebalance things. Um, but there's certainly an energy. For trans for transformation and for transition in in the younger generation, and that's a
1: positive thing. I I I kind of wonder um, now now this is a cycle that that certainly see the, you know was thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, and um, it, the the planet has is millions and millions and millions of years old. So there is a cycle that has. Um, that has been ongoing for for millions of years, and that's right. What what I find fascinating is that, and, and what gives me hope is if we screw it up this time, we'll have another chance. Oh, definitely.
2: <laughs> we'll have as many chances as we need. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's you know, we keep coming back and. It, Culture keeps evolving, civilization keeps evolving and and I mean it never goes back to what it was, but a, a new formation of a higher civilization will come. I have no doubt about that um, you know it's 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 um it's a journey of love. I mean you know we're, we're here to to awaken you know i I think one of the misunderstandings of this um, of the law of karma is people see it as punishment. But it's really uh, it's really a law of 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 awakening, of mm-hmm. of helping the soul awaken to its true nature. So how do you awaken? By seeing mistakes that you've made. By coming, even if you have to go through it three or four times. You know, sometimes you do have to repeat things in order to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time round you don't get it. Second time round, well, maybe a little bit. Third time round, <laughs> maybe.
3: <laughs> you know? well, yeah.
1: I think that's that's the coolest part of it. It's just that um some people uh and, and I look at my own past and it's like, My my, I did repeat that pattern a number of times, you know. <laughs> Let's yeah, not do we've all got again. that. <laughs> we've all got that. And at a certain point you
2: begin to see your patterns. Mhm. You know? Um and you know, it's I mean it's of course easier to see in other people, sometimes you can't see it so, so well <laughs> yourself. But yeah. we all yeah, but until you know until you become conscious of it, it's just it's like a groove in the brain that just you know it's used to going in that way.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know it. What I what I found fascinating was, um, like I said before, that, that there is a cycle that you talk about that is very similar to the progression of the um, equinoxes, and it, it goes to the level of consciousness of humanity, and and how how though it, it it will start in one place and then it will go way far away. It's like a pendulum, it swings back and it, you know, and where in that pendulum are we now? Are we getting less and less or more and more? So the the, the Yuga theory in, in in um
2: in the Eastern accounting of time and at the beginning of the book, um or maybe it's at the end of the book. I think it's at the end of the book, I, I reconcile this Linear evolution, linear sense of time, with the cyclical sense of time, uh, because the cyclical sense of time, the yugas, the four yugas, which I guess uh, um, equate to the, you know, the, what we call the golden age or the bronze age or the iron age. It's mm-hmm. this the, the age of truth, the Satya Yuga, and then there's the third age, the Treta Yuga, and then the Dwapara, and then the Kali Yuga, the, the, the time of spiritual darkness. And it, it equates to our movement through our, our Milky Way galaxy, at, which has a pattern to it. And as because we move, our solar system moves through our galaxy. And as our planet and our solar system is closer to the center of the galaxy, the magnetic center of the galaxy, the spiritual consciousness is more developed. And then in our cycle, as we move away from that center, the spiritual perceptions are weakened. And so, um, according to many people, and there's no real agreement on this, we've emerged from the darkest period, the, the darkest age, and are now beginning uh, to move closer to that center of the galaxy, which would mean that we're, enter- we're in the second age, which would be the Jopara uh-huh. Yuga, which would be and not a, 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 an age of of great spiritual advancement, but certainly an age of moving in that direction. And so moving out of the material age. And I think we see that in a, in a lot of the, um, there's certainly a lot of, of um, scientific discoveries, you know, just discoveries of electricity and subtler energies, the use of nuclear, even though it's misused, just the, mm-hmm. the understanding of, of, of the atom. Um, and then in a the spiritual sense, this spiritual awakening that 's taking place on a much larger scale now than it was you know a few hundred years ago even even a hundred years ago, um, oh yeah, so I think yeah, so I think we 're definitely you know and and then people say to me, you know, but if you look, it looks like things are collapsing, and I think the the old structures that are built on um, a less a conscious uh, uh, understanding are, are what's failing us now. You know, an economic system that's built on tremendous inequality, it's, it's failing us. Political mm-hmm. systems that are corrupt and are not based on the well-being of the people but on personal advancement, th- those are stagnating and being paralyzed. And so the systems that don't serve the well-being of, of the whole are the systems that are cracking um, and 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 something new will emerge that will be um, much more uh, in line with a, a, a higher consciousness. We just don't know the timing. <laughs> it could be ten years.
1: It could be fifty years. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that that impressed me so much with with the individuals that that were in your story was was their um, acceptance of of. Um, their acceptance of the grace and the joy of where they were and how they were, not wishing for something else but being content with, and content is maybe not the right word, um, but, but to be accepting of where they were and how they were and not not wanting something else but being focused on and dedicated to their service, not only not, I mean, to a person in some cases, but not necessarily that person, but what that person represented.
2: I think what 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 the what I saw that the 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 nature of society at that time, there was dignity to every role. So even a servant mm-hmm. had tremendous dignity, and you know, my voice as a young servant in there, there's something I had to learn. My father in that story was the epitome of that he was a servant, um, mm-hmm. and he took great pride, uh, and that was the meaning of his life was to serve um, the one who he adored, the king and mm-hmm. um, uh, the other part of it was the love that came from the king, and, and Sita was Sita was you know a princess in, in, in historically, the love mm-hmm. that was showed to the servants. Um, was extraordinary, you know, and and that was, um, that was what moved me the most as as a as a young servant who was nobody special. Um, life situation brought her into that into that role, and you know she struggled because her family had been cursed, and there were many struggles. Life was not easy for her. Uh, she lost her father. She was alone, and yet the love that was poured onto her by not just her, everyone um mm-hmm. was was a real teaching to me because you now you look at our society today and and people who serve, you know, um they they they're not given the proper dignity and uh, and honoring. You know, every every job in society should be given equal um dignity really. Because all jobs are important, you know. Um and 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 we've come so far from that. And of course, you know, uh, uh, in the intervening, you know, many thousands and hundreds of years, um, social structures were set up, and castes were set up in India, mm-hmm. and and you know, in our co- we had feudal societies here in the West, and we had slaves. I mean, we had all kinds of things that demeaned people. So there was a, not only a separation from nature, but a separating of people into higher and lesser roles. And I think one of the great challenges of the human community in terms of evolution is to evolve beyond this, um, uh, this, you know, superior. You know, this religion is better, this race is better, this ethnic group is better, this uh, social status is better. You know, the way we we have to position people as being higher and lower, you know. And I think... um, that didn't exist in earlier, in higher ages. And we, we, if we don't evolve beyond that, we're going to have, we, it's create, it creates great suffering. It's a cause of great suffering.
1: Oh, it absolutely is. And in and, and your story, I mean, even Sita went out and plowed a field. She wanted to do that. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there is a sense here of, of understanding that there is a joy in, in the moment. Enjoying the moment, and, and, enjoying, enjoying
2: being part of the whole, you know, yeah. experiencing what the farmer experiences, you know, because the farmer was like, you know, they were at the cutting edge. This was this was, this was the beginning of the agricultural revolution, <laughs> plows were new. <laughs> Her yes. father had invented this particular kind of plow. He, the king had invented it, and he was known as the, you know, the farmer king.
1: Well, he also... And, and, um, yeah, he also was the one responsible, I believe, for setting up how they would govern each other and and themselves instead of instead of always bringing stuff to him. They were taking. He, had, he had no interest, and this
2: this is this is all you know historical stuff. He had no interest in being a king. He was the wishi king. He was wanted to be with the sages, and mm-hmm. so he he was very eager to to. to, to teaches people how they can deal with their local problems themselves. So he set up, and this is really the early, the early experiments in democracy, he set up these councils um, so that people could learn to, you know, govern and, and, and their own kind of immediate needs in the villages. And those councils actually have, continu- have never been disrupted. They still exist in, in, in rural India um, where they, the, the councils d- d- decide the local issues. Um, And there's councils of elders now. Probably they're now, over time, maybe women are no longer became part of those councils. But um, it was kind of the respected people of the village. And and uh, he he gave um, and so Sita saw saw this. His was known as the knowledge kingdom, where where uh, Sita's husband Ram, it was a much more powerful. Uh, they were much wealthier and, and um, a more extensive. So it was this bridging of power and knowledge that he saw would be so important for the future. Um, and so that's what Sita brought. Uh, it's this, this uh, um, understanding of the importance of knowledge, of wisdom. Yeah, it was, people don't um, realize but the the feminine holds wisdom i mean if there's the 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 many of the the at least in the Indian tradition, the goddess is the goddess of wisdom wisdom is considered uh-huh. to be
1: the female energy yeah i mean it 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 is amazing that that somehow um throughout time all the power and all the wisdom and all the whatever seems to have been um transferred over to the males and and you know I'm 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 not a, uh necessarily saying it should all go back to the women I mean there was a time when women did rule the world and they were pretty bloody at the time so you know I can't say that it was all peace love and love yeah no, no I think it's
2: yeah I think it's again it's it's this it's this balance um and and uh you know, making sure it's the higher qualities of wisdom, you know, um, mm-hmm. not power. A power without wisdom is dangerous. And yes. what happened subsequently in human, the human story was the, the uh, uh, prioritizing of power, you know, and thus began all the empires and the conquests and on and on and on until today. I mean, we haven't yet outgrown that empire
1: of consciousness Uh, And had had there not been an ice age and a flood, what might society have become?
2: Well, if there had not been an ice age, I mean, we have, you know, there are these stories of of these very, very ancient cultures, Atlantis and Lemuria, and it's very hard to find out anything about them. They're somehow still in the collective memory, but... We don't know much about them, and they could have been in a whole other cycle. Or whole, I mean, Lemuria certainly was was more ancient than mm-hmm. Atlantis, and it would make sense that Atlantis would have sunk in the um, in in the flooding. But maybe as not. Although there are also stories about misusing uh, the misuse of their technology, that they had great technology which they then misused. And so they led to their own demise um i I don't know i i I actually have left open the possibility of going back there you know i'm I'm working on another book, and then I have another book after that that goes back further in time so i'm 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 trying to see as much as i can
1: <laughs> put it that i'm i'm one, i'm you know there were often times in the story where um she, uh, she was, she was actually, she was doing astral travel. I mean, it, yeah. it, that would be my yeah. definition of what she was That's doing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and so that is a quality that is an aspect that that people are able to do today, but it takes work. And I think what it, it, the story is beautiful and the story is wonderful. And and pe- what people don't understand is this, this 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 is not a switch you turn on. This is a study of a lifetime, and this is something you become by, by embracing another level of consciousness. and um,
2: I all of us it, can be
1: that yeah. Oh, because, yeah, I mean we all have that we all have that uh,
2: capacity within us because we are the divine soul, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just we don't think of ourselves that way. We think of ourselves as being limited uh, to a human body. But that's and, something
1: that's been taught to us, and yes. and you know we've been programmed that way, and it's a matter of deprogramming and 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 the other thing that I found fascinating was it 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 appeared to me and I don't know if it's you know I you're the person to ask she was doing interdimensional travel as well, exactly yes that's exactly right she was working so, on many planes and
2: and right. what I realized in this that that um, the way the story is told traditionally, it's just the outer narrative. This happened and this happened and they were sent to exile, they wandered through the forest, this is what happened in the forest. It's all the outer story. I wanted mm-hmm. to know what was happening at a deeper level. What was happening on the inner planes? And then I saw this, all this work that she was doing in other dimensions. Um, the story of the, the demonic king, Ravin and we have people like that in our world today. Hitler was mm-hmm. was such a being who have tremendous destructive capacity, um, and he was um, kind of setting new new models uh, uh, of of um, destructive behavior. But she had to go in. Uh, the way the story is told traditionally, Sita is kidnapped by him, and Ram fights a battle to free her. The way I saw the story is that she willingly allowed herself to be taken so that she could go into the heart of the kingdom and work with him on the inner planes to help mm-hmm. free him from all his uh, um, harmful, destructive uh, uh, instincts. And then there's a story of, of how he came to be and he you know, had been a high being uh, who had the not eradicated the seeds of of anger and pride and um one thing led to another which led to his birth in that form on earth um but it shows that that there's so much behind the scenes that we don't see and and it made me look at what's happening in our world today differently it's like mm-hmm. well what's really happening behind the scenes is you know it's like you know many of us feel like like in the US What's happened to us in the last few years? Suddenly, we've become an angry, violent nation. H- mm-hmm. h- how did that happen? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we 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 didn't feel that way a few years ago. <laughs>
1: you know, well, things weren't you know, perfect for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, when you when you're looking at at, at this this story, which which is beautiful, um, you have to come to realize that these these energies, these spirits that lived during that time. Have reincarnated over and over and over and over and over. Exactly. And, yes. And well, and well could be in this time frame as well. So, the the cool question I have to ask is: Are there rishis and sages today, or is that just something that we 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 have relegated to the past?
2: No, I think that there are there are rishis and sages today. They may not be in the marketplace. They may not be the ones with websites and on Facebook. As a matter of fact, they mm-hmm. probably are not the ones with websites and Facebook. Um, they're, they're probably um, in quiet places and, you know, you stumble upon them. Um, the world has become such a noisy place with all the Internet, social media stuff um, mm-hmm. That and that um, you know. I, well, I mean, there are some who may be prominent. I think the Dalai Lama is is a great soul,
1: a a very wise. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, and there are others like that. Um, Desmond Tutu is a, is a very wise soul. I mean, there are there are some who have who have a lot of wisdom and a lot of love and compassion. Um, but by and large, um, the, those are exceptions. I think that uh, the the Rishis would 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 shunned the social media circuit and the, you know, the um, tours, the lecture tours and all of that. Um, but, you know, there there have been within, the, I mean, I know about Hindu tradition and the Buddhist tradition a little bit. There have been great, great sages within that tradition. Uh, my own guru, Yogananda, who passed away in 52, and there have been others, and then there was the uh, Last Thirteenth Karmapa was a great soul, so I think that there there are have been, um, and and I've met you know because I've worked in the interfaith world, Father Thomas Keating. There've been great great souls in in every tradition, um, but they they tend to be not the ones selling themselves. If you when, know what I mean.
1: When, yeah, but one begins to wonder. Okay, so their purpose is to be an example. And yes. For those who the the old the saying with eyes to see and ears to hear type stuff. Um it, to, in my mind, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they are they're, they're here to be an example and by being an example, people seek to find that place within themselves that can take them to that place. Um one of the things you talk about a lot is is meditation of one form or another, um, and certainly there are many different forms and ways of meditating of, of of reaching for that portal within that takes you into the other realms, and it 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 is an important part of a spiritual journey, and that doesn't mean that you sit in a certain position and you chant Om for ten hours a day. Right. It, right. <laughs> I, 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 unless that is your thing and you know well, and to those. some
2: people that's, that's a path yeah.
1: <laughs> not <Yeah>. for everybody
2: <laughs> right. I, yeah. I
1: guarantee you they're not walking a path then they are doing it on a spiritual level but you, you know it, it's it's a matter of how do you connect the two how do you bring that amazing sense of love and self and compassion and and sharing and 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 all of the wonderful things that go with this philosophy. How do you integrate it into a society that is so adverse to all of that? Oh, so you I, you I, write I,
2: books, you know. I mean, I, that's I, I, you're I think doing that's it. the challenge. I mean, I have found, you know, since since writing this book, and it was a, a period of two to three years that i was living with sita that that she became a, a, a an ongoing presence for me so that i refer to her when i see when in my daily life when when things come up and i think well how how would sita act or, or how would i want to please her you know want to want to um, be a vehicle for her for her for her in the world but i think it's it's I mean we have a massive undertaking in terms of shifting mm. from a society that is based on um on on profit above people and and um taking what you want basically to, you know without regard for its uh its impact you know and and not valuing human life it's it's amazing we talk about you know all the people who who we talk about you know uh people who um the 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 people who say they honor life, and yet I say to myself, well, yeah, yeah, well that's there's a, there's a, a whole bunch of ways to, that you have to honor life. Right? You would just <laughs> choose one issue. <laughs> what about animal life? What, what yeah. about the life of the oceans and the rivers? And and what about you know uh, wars and violence and all that? I mean, you know, it's honoring life is a is a an ongoing ongoing effort we have to, we have, because, you know, it's very easy to become, um, it's like you have to, it's almost like too hard to take in all the ways that people, that they're suffering in the world, so you close mm-hmm. off to it. You may take up one issue, but you you close off to everything else because, you know, also a lot of people feel helpless, but it's false to think that we can't have an impact. It's really
1: that's a false that's a false um,
2: notion that we don't well, have think, an impact
1: yeah and i think one of the important things is it's it's if your purpose like with the sages is is to be an example it's not it's not even caring to find out if anybody saw you or heard you that's the radio show doing it, doing nightlight um I don't know if anybody's listening. I don't know who's going to hear, but I do know that, that we are putting out information that is going to float on the ether. And That's right. That's right. Maybe maybe in a thousand years, somebody will pull it out and say, wow, they knew what they were talking about, hopefully. But, you know, it it's, Sort of like you do things on faith, and the element of faith is so important and and that means you don't care if there are numbers. I mean I ask people to sign on and, and subscribe to the YouTube channel because you know that will help us get out to to greater numbers of people hopefully but but I know Mark and I talk often about it, and, and you know I, I often say to him, if what you're doing gives you pleasure and it's a message that you want to share, then don't worry about numbers. Do your best to exactly. put it out there, and trust that those who need to hear will hear. And and exactly, exactly. Yeah. I I mean, you can't worry about the
2: outcome. You just mm-hmm. worry about doing the best job you can, and leave the outcome in the hands of the divine. Whatever you know, I, whatever is going to be.
1: You know. That's how I feel. Oh yeah, but you know, as far as the radio station goes, you know, we're very fortunate. We we do this because it gives us joy. Um, you know, if I had to eat on this, if I had to make a living doing this, um I, I my attitude would have to be different because e- eating is important to me. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm the same way with my books, you know, is luckily I, I I I mean any any income that comes from the books goes to the global peace initiative i don't get i don't take any of it because the idea of, of taking money from this gift that i that i mean I, I'm, you know 'm just my gratitude for the for the experience <laughs> is really all all that I care about you know that's that's what my gift has been to to be able well, to have yeah. the experience but but there are people who do you know who have to feed themselves based on um, their writing and their radio shows, and that's a different thing. And it's a blessing if you don't have to. It's just a, oh, gosh, a gift yeah. that we've been given. Yeah,
1: it, it is cool, and and it it takes away. You know, you're not answering to anyone. You're answering to yourself. You're doing what feels right. You're you're, of, you know, you're giving, and and it's in your own way. And I want to get back to the meditation part though, because yeah. so many people okay. keep saying. You know, okay, you know, I can't do it this way or do it that way. Is I I know that there are traditional forms of meditation, but but to me, meditation is listening. And, and it's loading. absolutely. I mean, it's it's
2: quieting the mind, mm-hmm. so you're not running after. You're not you're not in memory land. You're not in planning for the future. You're not in anxiety land about paying your bills. You just Trying to let all of that go so that you can be still, and mm-hmm. then it's 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 listening. For me, it's a lot of listening. But you know, I I I think that there there are many ways to reach that state. Um, you can reach it sitting by a river, mm-hmm. you know, being very very quiet and just listening to the river, and you can reach that state. Now there are the Rishis developed the sages have developed many. Uh, practices to help the mind free itself from its, you know, uh, its train of thoughts. And those are just practices to get, you know, to help you quiet the mind. Once the mind is quiet, you're, you know, you're in that place of of listening and being one with. So Mm -hmm. it's both listening and then just being, feeling yourself as one with everything. And that's a very... um, joyful state
1: it is I, I tell people to just be be in yeah. the moment and just be I, I once gave out little pins of bees to people to say just to remind them to just be and and if every moment you're just being the best you can and, and the, the amplification of the love that is inside of you that, that things do fall into place and you know and so to remind yourself to just be is is very important and then if you take it you know 50 steps forward understanding that that bees pollinate bees spread pollen so things can grow and if what you're doing is pollinating the world with love that's an amazing gift
2: that's and, an amazing you know, gift yeah
1: yeah i mean you may not you may not get your name on a plaque you may not be given the presidential award but it is the coolest thing to just be in that moment and be one with the universe and be one with nature and um, and and to just be to not worry about the past because that's gone and the future ha- hasn't happened yet. So the only thing that's really important is the moment. And, you know, I think one of the, the
2: tragedies of our of, of so much destruction of the natural world is that is a source of so much happiness. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, you know, people love to go walk in the forest, people love to go sit by the ocean. You know, people love to, you know, to 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 go to immerse themselves in a in a clean river. I mean, this this these things give joy. And and as there's fewer and fewer opportunities uh because the rivers are polluted, the oceans polluted, the the not so many forests we're, we're taking away from ourselves all
1: these opportunities to to experience joy that's true and and, but but you know the the one thing that that i have always found phenomenal is while being one with nature and being in nature is is magical there is no denying it there is I, i give me a great thunderstorm any day i just that is the coolest thing in the world. But. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. I love the
1: thunderstorms, too. <laughs> you, you, you can be in that space inside of yourself. You can create a bubble, and you can fill that bubble with, with the, the, um, the peace and the joy of the moment. Um, there were people that survived Auschwitz because That's they were right. able to do that. And, yeah. and so, that, so that there were people that, that were dying, that were able to be in that place inside of themselves, that it was okay. Yeah. Now, my first
2: book, um, if you, do you remember that there is a scene, um, I died during World War II, and after my death, or at the moment of death, um, I, I saw the concentration camps. Because it wasn't mm-hmm. common knowledge where where what was happening, we knew Jews were disappearing, but we didn't know what was happening and then i I saw them, and I did see there that there were uh, angelic beings who were um providing comfort and helping those who were dying to pass over mm-hmm. um so that that's that's a, a another element you know there are there are beings of the forest there there are beings of the rivers. Um, there are beings. The world is filled with life, <laughs> whether we oh, yeah. see it or not. It
1: doesn't mean mm-hmm. just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there.
2: Um, well, and, and, and
1: I have to tell you, I still see unicorns. Oh, and do you see unicorns? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Oh, they're beautiful, huh? I have never seen one. Oh, are they beautiful. I, they're beautiful. They're not anything like the goat creatures that they have in in some of the. Um, European tapestries and stuff like that um they're beautiful and they glow um and they glow yeah and they glow yeah. i i i I've seen them twice or three times usually around my gardens um and oh uh, wow i go i go into my gardens uh sometimes late at night early morning, and you know when the mist is just beginning to rise from the from the ground and that's when I see them. And they're they're still around, so now in whether I in the flower am, garden, are there? Yeah. the flower garden or vegetable flower garden. Yeah, they're flower gardens because mm-hmm. I'm a flower person. Um, and and you know when when you can be in into in, in a space in 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 a bubble, I guess. Um, that that is so magical that it's that there is a stillness in the air. And the mist is coming up out of the ground, and the sun has yet to rise. And you you see you you can see them. They're there. They graze, and well, happily they it's, graze.
2: It's, it's seeing in, in, into another dimension, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although they eat my plants, and the plants are usually gone in the morning, so <laughs> they, they may have crossed over and and, and you know snacked a bit. But they I probably think can that, do that, cross over, and then. <laughs> right. It just, it's, um, it's, it's magical when those moments happen. And, uh, you know, yeah. you kind of wish you, you could record them or catch them on your cell phone or something, but that's, of course, inappropriate, but I still would like to do it. Um, but, you know, it, we are capable of putting ourselves into those moments of having those mountaintop experiences, lots of people call them, of, of being so one well, with your it, surroundings. And and and
2: and penetrating into the settler worlds, so I have that experience, which I talk about in my first book, with the, the River Ganga in India, uh-huh. where I have this tremendous love for this river, and it's like every year I have to make a pilgrimage to go find a clean spot for her, way up in the mountains, and sit just. It's like I have to go visit my mother, you uh-huh. know, and and um, she talks to me. She 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 offers me a lot of. Council, <laughs> and you know, you know, if I talk to an Indigenous person, they totally get it. There's no issue yeah. if I say that the river talks to me. Um, but you know, it's something that in the Western mind, the rational mind. So what happened in the last few thousand years is that we've focused on developing the rational mind, and we've suppressed the intuitive part of ourselves, the mm-hmm. intuitive, the heart mind, so to speak. And so we've lost in general, lost the ability um, to have these experiences, but I think that's again part of that imbalance
1: that we've got and now we balance oh yeah, but you, know, and I think you know as as parents um, as well it it's we we were programmed as children to believe certain ways and and at some point in time you you broke that programming and opened yourself up to another realm. Um, I, I did the same thing, but it took a long yeah. time to, to get to a place where it was like, no, there's, there's something more here. There's, there's a, there, what, what, what is amazing is the physical planet is in trouble, but the energetic planet is perfect. Exactly,
2: exactly. I mean, it's, we have to heal ourselves. We don't have to worry so much about healing the earth. We have to heal ourselves so that we stop doing these horrible things to the earth, and the earth will heal because the, oh, yeah. the, the, the energy body of the earth is, I mean, the earth is more powerful than we are. I mean, she can shake us off, you know. She can, yeah, she can. can you know, the earth is a powerful being, a um, uh, compassionate one and a caring one. You know, um, she she wants us to, to to do well, <laughs> and um and so well, true. so we have to focus on on healing healing our, our our minds and spirits so that we can, um, feel you know connect again with the earth and feel ourselves as part of her.
1: Well, and yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure that there are at least one or two people out there saying well, that's just fine for them. They figured it out. How do I do it? And and the reality is it's going inside of yourself it can't be there is no there is no enlightenment transformation 101 out there 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 is not an evolution for dummies book out there so though interesting no. but <laughs> no. but it would be but, nice <laughs> yeah but the reality is this is a personal journey unique unto every spirit and everyone will find their way if they search for it and the the best way to start is to to quiet yourself and sometimes um solfeggio music helps because it puts you into an alpha theta state so that you can Yeah, listen. music helps. Oh, music is music is great that way, but I also tell people that um if they're attentive
2: if they're really kind of paying attention to themselves they'll see that they've everybody has had some experience. You know, they may dismiss it you know they may not want to, they may not admit it or talk about it openly but in in talking about my first book, I had many people call in and many people say to me yeah i i've ha- I've had an experience of a past life, but I don't know if it's true you know cause that's the rational mind speaking so mm-hmm. i i I think that many almost everybody has had some um experience that that's kind of like um." Been an opening for them, or, or kind of like a, a gift to say, "Hey, you know, there's much more than this." But oh, yeah. often we, often pe- people don't know how to respond to that.
1: Well, and, and everyone I know of has had one of those moments when, um, usually when you're in bed asleep and you feel like suddenly like you're falling and you jerk yourself awake. Yes, yeah. that's, that's that's coming back from astral travel
2: so that yeah yeah yeah
1: so that, yeah yeah so that so that everyone has had these experiences and and if you if you keep records of them if you keep track of coincidences as they happen you'll see that your 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 spirit is sending you messages constantly constantly and it's a matter, constantly it's a, it's a matter of you know uh pay attention write it down when you write it down there there is something about writing it down and and um, anchoring it within this reality, you sort of let your spirit know, "I got it. Send more. I, I'm paying attention. That's okay. Send more." And and you know, it it helps to increase it to make you more aware of those coincidences, to look for them, and 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 to be aware of them when they occur. And the more attuned you get, and and most of the time they have to do with nature. They have to do with, you know, uh, butterflies or birds or something happening that that is unusual. And, and electronically it happens too, but mostly I have found that it is more, for me, more of a spiritual, a, more of a physical um, nature than, than, you know, uh, electronic. I think but we also
2: we also get, we get messages from our guides. everybody has guides, Absolutely. and oh, yeah um, you know sometimes you don't you just you know, uh, or protection, you know, where you just avoid an accident. that's happened mm-hmm. many times, and you say, wow, you know, I was protected there." Um, but you know that I mean when when you realize that there's so much love and protection from from every for, for everybody from guides but we just don't take the mo- we don't allow ourselves to recognize it for the most oh, part
1: I, and i think one of the one of the really important parts of your first book which i adored i love this one too but um the first book to me was was so amazing because some people often say well you know past lives don't mean anything well they do and they aren't just random jumps through time. They have connections to each other that, that, that awaken you to, to new aspects and new new potential and new directions within your life. And your your first book was, you made that so very clear. It was As, am- amazing
2: to me to see how it all connects like a beautiful weaving, like a beautiful tapestry. And it's like, oh, my God, and it's just like mind-boggling. You know, the people that weave in and out um, things that couldn't be completed in one life get completed three lives later. So it's not mm-hmm. just that you're the product of what just came previously, you're the product of so many uh experiences. So many experiences. And so we've all been everything. We've been rich, we've been yeah. poor, we've been, you know, kings and queens, we've been beggars and we've been everything. And when you realize that it's like, Well, what's there left to you to, to want? <laughs>
1: <Well>. <laughs> you know? I, I don't Work know. for a more it's, beautiful world. <laughs> yeah. Well, and th- that's that's also a point. You know, it is. Yeah. You know, but bo- both your books do deal with the fact that you know we are we are here to have a better balance to to understand humanity to a higher degree and a better degree to not judge and and, and to accept and and trust. Be and, of service and, and be of yeah. service. And, and yes. certainly that, that, that is something that was, that was very clear in the first book and it is very clear in, in this book as well. I think that also the fact that you know, the, the role of the female is so important as well, the fact that, that as, as women there is an obligation and a power to share wisdom in whatever way is, is most appropriate for you so that you know, not everybody has to write books. Nor, right. nor go on a lecture circuit or anything like that. Um, although every everybody can write books today, anybody can publish a book. So you know, yeah. it's, it's it just it, what you feel <laughs> what you feel
2: called to do, and mm-hmm. what what's the work that's been given you to do. It's different for every person, and um, it's all important. It's all important. Absolutely. Um, and it, yeah, and and every you know everybody does it makes their particular contribution. Um, and, you know, we're all working toward the evolution of of individual or in, ourselves individually
1: and the species. Yeah, that's well, important. Well, I think that's, that's and, and, you know, I'm glad you said the species because so many people um, identify with a certain color or code or religion or philosophy. And, you know, this is a family of man and woman. But but you know it it is one family and and you know while we may not look alike we are a family and we have to treat each other that way and so often the, there's so much judgment out here that that it is frightening and um, we seem to always find different ways of delineating ourselves so that we get into smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller groups you know you're you yeah, are a yeah. color. You are a religion. You are a political party. You are a, a sexual being of of some sort. And you know the the, the and, and then you get down to a really small clique and you isolate yourself from everybody else because of it. And and yeah. that isn't You know I think it, I think it, I mean I I call it you know like
2: the superiority gene is that we've got to feel that we're better, you know whether it's a racial thing or a religious thing. I mean. It's really, when you think about it, it's childish. Why would one religion think that it's the only one that has truth? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Or one, one way to think that they're better just because the skin closed? T- I mean,
1: it just seems ridiculous, doesn't it? Well, and it, it it does. And, after, you know, you get right down. I think somebody said, somebody someplace said, you know, um, the Creator wasn't Jewish or Catholic or Buddhist or Hindu. No. Or, you know. <laughs> Um, or all of the above. <laughs> yeah, and and or male or female, so that so right. that so that there there was an energetic of love, and and that is something all of us can not only manifest but but can um, can can be shared. I, I mean, I may not agree with everything politically you agree with, but I can agree that that there is a commonality here of a human spirit that is just a joyful experience. And, and we don't need to talk about those things that we don't agree on intellectually. We can just agree on the things that we agree on spiritually. Well, I think that, that, that um, one of
2: the mind-boggling things about the divine is the infinite diversity. Infinite diversity. You see it in the animal kingdom. I mean, that's what What's sad about all these extinctions is that the divine expresses itself in so many ways, um, uh, and that's incredible. You know, I mean, how many millions, billions of different life forms there are on just this one planet, never mind all the other planets in the universe? You know, I mean, the, the, there's just an infinite expression that comes emerges from this, this divine that, that we can't really comprehend with our human mind. We can experience yes. it, but not really comprehend it with the rational mind. Well, think, um, and so, yeah.
1: I think one of the things that that I, you know, and and my philosophy changes daily. So that you know, today I believe um, <coughs> that that the Creator, the divine, doesn't want to be worshipped. Wants to be understood and shared. So that it's not a matter of bending me; it's a matter of exactly expressing expressing that quality through me to everybody else. So Exa- it's, well, it's, also
2: it's 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 awakening to the fact that we're not separate from that we are part of. Yeah, and then we become then we become vehicles for and expressions of. Yeah, I mean, this idea of of you know, a deity who wants to be worshipped, well, that would mean that there's an ego there. <laughs> you know, I would say only, yes. <laughs> only an ego wants to be worshipped. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it, this is beyond ego. This is, this is when, you know, ego doesn't exist at that level.
1: <laughs> isn't, isn't that a problem, you know, with, with humanity in that we see something that is so perfect and so loving and so kind, we worship it instead of learning from it? I mean um we 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 turn everything into you know something that we have to um worship rather than learning and sharing and growing from it and 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 moving forward and and you know expanding whatever concept it is to the betterment of our culture and our race not our culture our race a, a lot of um you know a lot of the
2: religious institutions what 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 made them what they are is 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 fear, you know this mm-hmm. whole sense of 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 fearing this consciousness, and so you know this idea of worshiping was to was to um, pacify, control uh, or control yeah yeah, so I, that's why well, I the, think so many people are drifting away from organized religion, uh, you well, know I, I, the, what,
1: what, what I found fascinating is that most of the of the traditional the biggies were were all founded on the concept of the golden rule. Yes, and that's and, common. And if you if you go if you go right down to that that one aspect, and 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 recognize that there's a commonality among all of them, the, and and work with that one commonality instead of all of the dogma that has been, you know, plastered on top of it over time, you've got something. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's a basic guide for how to how to develop spiritually. You know, mm-hmm. if you follow, you know, um, you know, your consideration for others and treating others like you want to be treated, and um, and respect and all that. You know, you're, you're that that these guidelines help help one. Um, uh, kind of curtail the less desirable emotions that come up, uh,
1: or well, to moderate to, to
2: moderate them.
1: I think what, what has been what is fascinating. Um, a lot of the uh, researchers on you know ancient cultures and stuff like that. If they take it back far enough, there were no religions. There was a respect of nature. And right. And and so the, the, there was no worship of anything. It was respect and gratitude and sharing and caring. And, yes, and, the, and recognizing the, point, the divine entities, you know. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, recognizing the divine entities, but it was not, you know, that all came later, the sense that all the rituals of, you know, uh, I, I think came later.
1: And uh, so so what I'm seeing what I'm what I'm seeing, at least in, in you know, the small circles that I that I gravitate towards, is that, that people are more and more becoming understanding that they carry within them a piece of that divine creation and by connecting to it and channeling through it or, or having it channel through them they they are able to have a greater appreciation for nature, for, for the cosmos, for individuals, for, um, you know, the element of love is there, and it's so strong, and it's so rich, it's unbelievable. And your books, but, you know, all of them, you know, they all both of them <laughs> do have both that through flowing them. through them. <laughs> yes. All of them, yes. Well, you know, I
2: think people today... Um, are looking for personal experience mm-hmm. and not not just to, to follow a dogma. And so, um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why meditation has become so popular is that it gives people tools where they can do their own exploration and um, they can go as far as they want. They can just have a little bit of peace and feel a little bit better or they can go deeper. Um, and And, you know, the deeper you go, the more... You know the love, heart center opens, and then your you know your spiritual uh, eye opens your spiritual center where you can perceive things like like you see the unicorns. Mm-hmm. Um, that all comes with, um, you know, deepening your spiritual practice. From you know, just, everybody experiences it differently. Not everybody's
1: going to see unicorns, but. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't actually been even thinking about them, and suddenly they were there, and it was like. Oh well, this is so magical. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, very magical. and you know immediately you want to you want to run and find somebody that, you know, can look to and then there's, yeah. there's nobody yeah, there. be it's, careful how you <laughs> <laughs> Guess what there are unicorns in my garden. Um but but no, it is personal and it it is unique to every individual and so um you know when you say to somebody you have to work on yourself, you have to find inside of yourself you know where that place is that, that 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 um is special and you do it by listening and it's um it's uh, and the reality here is it is so simple not everyone does it it is so simple and and you know you're right
2: to keep bringing up this point about listening because i think um you know it's listening to the it's listening to the elements of nature um, mm-hmm. it's, it's listening to ourselves, listening to the divine voice within ourselves. It's listening to the guidance that we hear, the, sem- you know, the, the quiet guidance that comes through. Um, it's listening to other people. So really, you know, I think part of the polarization that, that we're talking about in the country is that people aren't listening to each other. You That's know, great. I mean, they've just like you know made a wall. You know which side? Of, which, <laughs> I didn't mean to refer to the wall, but I mean people just have <laughs> divided each other. You know which side you're on this side or that side, and mm-hmm. and um, have stopped listening to each other. And um, you know I think that so
1: listening is really a, a key. Yeah, and you know I I look at sometimes you know when there are debates and things like that, people are talking at each other. They're not yes conversing. Yes. They're they're trying to outshout each other. And I think one of the greatest gifts you can give another person, the greatest gift, is your time to listen. Yeah.
3: And yeah. And, yeah. Be, yeah.
1: and be and be a hundred percent in that moment and hear what they're saying. You don't have to agree. But but listen and, and, and don't in your head already be be thinking of a response but listen to what they are saying in that moment. Yeah. And hear yeah. And I think
2: here, You know, and and I I think that that um you know, we said this earlier that our formats and structures no longer no longer work for us because people have kind uh-huh. of outgrown them. And yeah. um you're right, people shouting at each other, they're trying to make themselves heard uh and instead of really having a conversation about you know where do we go as a country where do we go you know how do we heal ourselves how do we come together you know it's it's um it's like it's like the whole system is now not functioning to meet suit the needs of the people mhm and a lot and of people it, feel that because you know trust trust in trust in so many institutions trust in the media trust in government figures trust in in uh, uh you know even religious figures you know is now gone, you know I mean was yeah. reading the in the news about all the sexual abuse in the boy Scouts. My goodness, who would have thought years <laughs> ago the boy scouts
1: <laughs> i know it's, it's 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 frightening, but you know the the reality here is that everybody has amazing wisdom to share and to take the time to listen and find that wisdom in another person is, is amazing. And, and not only that, but you know, you should also listen to yourself because every now and then you say something that's really cool too. So, you know, it's, 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 it's not just, you know, it's, it's not putting the mouth in, in, in motion while the brain is thinking. It's, Putting the is it's allowing the spirit to talk through you because that's when the beauty comes out and that's when the wisdom comes out and that's I I I wrote a lot of poetry when a, a long time ago when I was channeling and I can't write poetry I can't write poetry well I probably could if I really worked at it but but the reality is poetry flows through me when I yeah when I yeah. stop trying to control it
2: yeah. I think, you know, all all of the answers are within us. When people used to come to my guru with a problem, he would never say, well, do this, that, and the other thing. He'd always say, go meditate. And Mm -hmm. uh, there was one case of of one of his students who sat there for hours until she got the answer. Um, uh, And, and, you know, she was annoyed because she had wanted him to, to say, well, this is what you should do. It's so much easier if somebody tells you what to do. You know, then I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to figure that. But but I think the lesson was that all the answers are inside. All the answers are inside. Um, well, but you have to quiet yourself and you have to listen.
1: Well, and I I tell people you know, now. Don't get me wrong. I do give advice. However, the advice I give is a hundred percent accurate for me from my experience. That doesn't necessarily mean it's right for somebody else for their experience. Exactly.
2: So, right, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you can speak from your own experience and uh-huh. and this is what would be right for you, but you don't know another person's karma and you know what their inner feelings are. Um so, you know, either it will ring true to them if you say, "Well, this is what I would do." Either it rings true to them or
1: it doesn't ring true to them. They they have to they have to decide that. Well, have you found I I have found that um Oftentimes people, when they, are, when they are following someone else's instructions, aren't doing it wholeheartedly because it, wasn't, it didn't come from them. It's sort of like if somebody tells you to paint this picture, you can paint it, but that's not what you were inspired to paint. And if you listen to yourself, the picture will flow through you, and it will be so much more moving and touching because your spirit is in that. Not in the other. It's it, it's very. It's like there are musicians who are technical, and there are musicians who are gifted artists, and you can tell the yes. difference. Yeah, Yes. It's, you know, you, exactly. You, you, yeah. So, yeah. so the yeah. so it's it's the same way with thoughts. It's the same way with advice. It's the same way with creation. It's if if it comes through you, and and you know you you flow with it then there's magic there, but if you're just being a parrot and repeating something it's 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 empty and meaningless well it's also it' it's how you
2: grow by um struggling with an issue i mm-hmm. mean if you have to make you know we all encounter crossroads, we have to make an important decision you stay married, you get divorced, you change jobs uh, you know different different challenges that come in life, and mm-hmm. you know weighing the both sides and then trying to intuit um which would be um
1: a a better step for oneself. I mean that that that's what creates growth. Absolutely. It's not as much fun but you know Well it's scary. It can be scary <laughs> you know <laughs> you have to take a big step because you know,
2: um there's you know, you have to have faith. Uh right. And I I think we we mentioned that earlier, but coming back to that um Having faith, you know it's it's, um, it's very hard to get through life without faith, I think.
1: Oh, I agree I agree and and you know that's that's something that that comes from trusting yourself. Um, yeah, every now and then every now and then something will come out of my mouth that I hadn't really anticipated in saying, and yet it, it was just so strong it had to be okay. I guess that's what I need to do. And, you know, I do it. And so far, knock on wood, um, it's worked out well. But, but yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, you, you you are, um, you know, each of us is a totally evolved spirit. There is wisdom of the ages inside of us. and, and Well,
2: also, we have so much life experience looking oh, yeah. back at our past. You know, we've been through many, many things, you know, many, many experiences. And so, you know, that, that provides, that that's all, we're, you know, an amalgam of that. So that's all within us, those accumulation of all those experiences and, and the learning. Uh, and, that, and that's why I think that will come forward when we need it. So which is why listening is so important, because that's when that experience will come out.
1: It does, and you know when when it does come out for for you for whatever situation you're you're pondering or working on or whatever, um, there is a sense of, of um, comfort in that it's a wisdom that you've gathered and, and perfected and polished over time. That that you know this time you're going to use it more wisely and and with greater love and compassion than you did in past lifetimes, and um, it, it's an amazing feeling it's scary sometimes but it always works out and it does you know and that's where the faith comes in when you see that it always
2: works out after a certain point you you begin to say okay
1: you know i'm not gonna but but sometimes you'll look and say well i didn't see that one coming but 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 it's better than you anticipated so um it's kind of like when somebody says you know they're they're going through something and it's like you know tell me it's going to be okay and and I can with full confidence say I know that this is going to work out well for you and everything's going to be okay because I trust yeah. you and yeah. and you know then they look at you like you're crazy but but the reality is there is a pathway and you're following it and you're doing what you're supposed to do and mm-hmm. you're, you're doing it that way because your spirit needs that experience. And once you're done, you're you're going to move on, and this will be a building block for you. So uh, it may be uncomfortable and it may not be fun, but in the end, it will be. And and you'll look back, and and there will be, there will be, comfort, and there will be, satisfaction that you know, you made it through. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the life journey that we're all on, you know. Uh, accumulating enough experiences until finally we say, "Okay." <laughs> <you know>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to tell you this: this last book certainly um, made um, a, a, an amazing impression on me because Sita is—I've is, heard of Ram, but not Sita—and and to learn about her through your book was was probably. You know, and a, a better experience because not only did she come alive, but her message came through so beautifully. And um, you know, you in reading the book, you don't realize initially that this is this is talking about thousands and thousands of years ago. And you right. know, when when that finally dawns on you, it's okay. That makes great sense. This is where all of this comes from, and. Um, it's a magical story. I, I I don't have a favorite between the two books because both of them have um, the different unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, very different. Very different. Yeah. Um, this is a much deeper story. And yes. And, um, yes. Because I I, I, because I, I think I think what, what I had hoped,
2: what, what I experienced, what I hoped others was, is that Cedar's presence really comes through and there uh, there are there's just a lot of blessings that that come with it with that presence um The first book was really a kind of a study in karma and how how this whole web works of of um the cause and effect and and our growth and 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 the people who guide us along um uh and we're always cared for. I mean there was tremendous comfort I got in the first book in seeing that in every life there was always somebody there to point the way. Mm-hmm. Um and and going back further in time to the Sita book, I realized that that um the presences don't leave you. It's 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 we who who forget to tune in. They don't mm-hmm. leave us, we leave them. And well, so
1: there are inside though so you know yeah. that, that's the they're cool thing. there
2: it's just yes <laughs> yeah it's just we who have to like tune the radio to the right station <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's like you know we have to tune the radio of our mind to to, to the right station so that we can connect with these with these um, divine beings and i you know it makes me feel optimistic about the future because there are a lot of guides there
1: just waiting to help us Oh, absolutely, and and all we have to do is listen. Listen, that's, that's right. Yeah, and and it's it's um you know it's it's hard, it's hard from time to time to tune out you know the television and the and the cell the news. phone and, and <laughs> the news and, it, it, but but the reality is you know if if you can if you can do that if you can put yourself in that place in that space where there isn't. The static of everyday life, you know, in, you know, just being inflicted upon you, um, and and I tell people sometimes, you know, create a bubble, just just yeah, see yourself in a bubble and tune it out. I know there are times and places where you can find um, that kind of quietude, quietude, but um, it, it 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 is important for you to to find that space. To be able to reach for the information you're looking for, and you don't ask for anything. You wait for it. it it's kind of it, it's kind of like you don't ask a question because if you're asking a question, the answer will come to that question, but it may not be what you really need to hear at that time. So to just listen and let wisdom come to you is is um, is so much more important in well, my mind. It's, it's- it's kind of
2: being receptive mm-hmm. and just being open to um to because because uh what you need is known to the divine. Yeah. And so mo- more than what you think you need.
1: You yeah. know, so um <laughs> every so, now so and then I, being, I kinda just look into wherever and say, You've got to be kidding me You <laughs> know. Yeah. But um, I know. Yeah. Uh, and there are moments when all I hear is laughter on the other side which is not helpful. But in a way it is, <laughs> well the, in a way it the way the divine has a sense of humor. <laughs> and and that's really important for people to understand. There is humor and laughter and joy in the universe with, for sure. Yeah. Yes. I, I oh,
3: please. A lot of humor. I mean,
2: a lot of humor.
1: <laughs> yes. So that, I mean so that in, that in that a aspect. joyful way, you know, in oh, a yeah. joyful way. Yeah. But, um, but 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 it's there, and and you yeah. know when I hear those chuckles, it's like, all right, you know I understand, I guess, but really, and and <laughs> you, you know, this <laughs> kind of like, you got to be kidding me. But 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 it's it's such a pleasure to to just open up and 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 let it 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 sink into you, and then when you're done and you open your eyes and you, you have those aha moments and it like, oh my gosh, yeah that, that was so easy. Why didn't I see that before? So, um, so I, I've got us cranking down to the last couple of minutes. If people want to get a hold of you, if they want to learn more about you, how do they go about that? Well,
2: I have a website uh, for my organization, which is the, the organization, again, is the Global Peace Initiative of Women. And the website is www.gpiw.org. That's GPIW for the Global Peace Initiative of Women. And um, I'm also on Facebook as personally Dina Miriam, and also um, the Global Peace Initiative of Women is on Facebook and Twitter and, and all of that. And we have, in addition to my books, um, we have many programs. We're doing a lot of work on on um, ecology now, bringing together mm-hmm. people to talk about this shift in consciousness, um, falling in love with the earth again. And so we focus a lot on on that, just just that, falling in love again
1: (laughs) with the earth. (laughs) (laughs) And, and of course, your books are on Amazon, too. And And the books are on Amazon. They're on Kindle. And so you can just
2: get either My Journey Through Time on on Amazon or the latest, uh, The Untold Story of Sita. And um, I'm working on another book, which I hope
1: will be out sometime next year. Oh yay! So we're gonna get a chance to talk again. Yep, yep. Uh. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got two If not two before, more. <laughs> plenty.
2: If not before, yeah. I really yes. enjoyed this, Barbara. It was a wonderful. We really had enough time to get in depth, which is which is not so common in, in many of these interviews. We were able to cover a lot of a lot of um, important issues um, relating to this journey called life.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a real heck of a journey. That's for sure um i want to thank you again you you as always have been phenomenal and um it's such a pleasure to share time with you and to talk and um it's so much more fun to not be given questions to just right yes (laughs) just to (laughs) let the conversation unfold yes 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 so thank you again and thank you everybody for listening and um you know, if you've enjoyed this, check out the YouTube channel and subscribe because we are still looking for more subscribers. <laughs> Good night now, everybody, and thanks so much. It's been a joy. Good night, brother.
2: Good night. Good night. Thank you.